All right, welcome to a very special five-year anniversary edition of Technical Foul. Feels! There's so many amendments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we ain't even going to waste y'all time. Uh, Let's get into it. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ass Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. Five years of this shit, man. Here you go. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. I know Camille Poingard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy K Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24 7. But better known as K Diddy. K Diddy. All right. Yeah, like we said, it's the fifth anniversary. We've been doing this for five years. Can y'all believe yeah, that? It's been a minute. Man, man. It was quick. It was. Take a shot for me. But yeah, with that, um, let's get into the sports fact of the week. Um, I hate to. For it to be a sad occasion on this, you know, celebration, but May twenty third, nineteen ninety nine, Owen Hart passed away. Oh, oh, damn! But I'm bringing back up. Let's celebrate Owen Hart. Were y'all Owen Hart fans? Y'all like the Hart family, the Hart Foundation? Black I'm not Hart. necessarily a fan of the Hart Foundation, but yeah, Owen Hart was alright. Yeah, Owen Hart was cool. I like them more I, than Brett. Yeah, definitely for sure, for sure. That's why we can <laughs> celebrate him because Brett's yeah. big mid, but hey, T-shirts on. Very mid. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, shout out to Owen Hart. Shout out to the Hart, found, Hart family. Um, they're getting his name back out there finally. Like, they have an alternative to WWE because his wife was not messing with New. them. Yeah, AEW going, going heavy with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the, they did with Dusty Rhodes in the WWE. It's like almost mm-hmm. in the same premise. They got the tournament after him and everything yeah. like that. Like, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, so, just as a reminder, we've been doing this for five years. We have been doing a second show for about... Let's say five months. It's probably been less than that, but it was a nice round number. Um, <laughs> overtime every Thursday, mm-hmm. 7.30 Central Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. You can find that exclusively on the Good News Radio app. Good, Good News. And on YouTube. Um, so YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they need a jingle. Um <laughs> But you can download the Good News Radio app in your app store or head to tgnradio.net mm-hmm. um, from your phone and download the app there. Um, also, you can subscribe to the Technical File YouTube page mm-hmm. uh, and watch the show there. For sure. Yeah, you can see our lovely faces. The comments and stuff. Get into it with other people that's watching it. You know? Exactly. Interact. So, uh, before we get into the game that needs a name, uh, we just want to say... That our fifth anniversary is not the only celebration this week. We are also celebrating mm-hmm. a birthday. Bah, bah, bah. Bah, 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 bah. Happy birthday to the point guard. I see she was out, out there living her best life. Mm-hmm. For sure. Out here. Getting no, old. It just, it, just, it just looked like I was living my best life. I was actually quite miserable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, see, that's all bad. This is Jesus' year, though. 
Yes, it is. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, that that Denver that Denver altitude is no Man. joke. It wreaked havoc on my sinuses uh, just about the entire time that I was there. That's all. So I didn't even uh, get to do things that you would look to do while you were in oh, Denver. That's all bad, yeah. <clears throat> my bad, that was irritating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we hope you feel better. Hope you actually get to properly uh, celebrate your birthday later on this week. So For sure. For sure. For sure. Once you're all healthy and, and happy and all that good stuff. But happy birthday. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to shout out to the mayor who did everything in his power to make sure that I had a good time. Hey, sure. pow, 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 the mayor. While I was out there. He was Dr. McStuffins. The mayor. <laughs> the, mayor the, man helped, the, the man helped me uh, stay sane while I was out there, man. I thought, I was like, do I got COVID or something? That, what's going on? Okay. He was like, uh... <laughs> I've, he's, I've known you for quite some time now. I know when you're sick, he's like, you are not sick in this moment. And uh, I'm looking at this COVID test, and the man was right. That's what's up. Hey. Hey. Look at God. Another brown, brown, brown. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we whooping COVID ass on here. <laughs> hey, not going with it. Um, but game that needs a name, uh, we have two options in here. Did anybody do their homework? I mean, no, I didn't. I ain't no damn homework. What you talking about? Hey, I ain't do homework in school. I got a wrestling one though. What's that? WWE champions. Shit. Okay. It's I been a nice that. amount. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, we can do that. And yeah, yeah, I guess that'll work. Camilla, are you playing or you want to sit this one out? Y'all mean like somebody who's ever been a WWE champion? Yeah, like the world heavyweight champ. So I mean, and people want to be semantics, and it's a universal or world heavyweight. Like, bro, the the, the, the big top. belt, any of the big belts, bro. Like the the gold one or the the white and black and red one or just top guy. Red, black, and red. I don't know. The the current one is black, red, and white and gold. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Okay, I get that. Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all go ahead. What was the other options? Uh, other options are Olympic sports, which we mentioned last week, and then NFL DBs all time. Oh, I'm gonna be all DBs. As soon as y'all start naming ones that were in my head, this would be rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It don't matter to me. I'm gonna be all first anyway. <laughs> Uh, all right. Let's, let's go with wrestling then. All right. At least with it, it, yeah. Let's all right. So, if you aren't familiar with the game that needs a name, it's a rapid fire game where we uh, each take turns naming this week. It'll be WWE champions until uh, we either can't name anymore, so you get five seconds to answer, mm-hmm. or you repeat an answer that's already been said. Uh, okay. We'll go in order until everybody's eliminated. We have a champion. So, it's a treat this week. All right. Figure we can go. Tech without the C <laughs> order. So Tim, Eric, Ken, back to Tim. All right. The Rock. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Eddie Guerrero. Triple H. Kurt Angle. Randy Orton. Undertaker. Mankind. Batista. Kane. <laughs> Chris Benoit. <laughs> Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Ric Flair. Uh, Ultimate Warrior. Um, Hulk Hogan. Randy Savage. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kofi Kingston, but yeah. Um, Roman, Roman, Roman Reigns. I don't know who else would say. Kofi Kingston. Um. <laughs> 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 Your boy winning. Ding, ding, ding. 
<laughs> I had Brock right there, and I would didn't say it. I'm like, damn, yeah. I didn't say Brock. Yeah, Brock Lesnar would have been a good one, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He was the next one on my list, too. That was cool. No Chris Benoit? I said, yeah, yeah, he said, said Chris Benoit. Got to it before I did. Uh, let's see. Shout out to Donovan. He said he saw Ken post about Camille B. Day. Take a shot. Hey. Take a did shot from me. Oh, oh. Did we ever get that bottle? That's been some years now. I don't know, Donovan. Did we ever get that bottle? I don't remember, B. I feel like we might have. But Shaka, um, Camille, go take a shot of water. She don't drink. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but with oh, Camille, you got something to say? I was gonna say big facts. Big <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but with with that, we will get to the sports talk because that's why y'all are here. That's what you're here for. Oh. Oh. There we go. All right. So we are firmly entrenched in the NBA uh, conference finals series. Uh, do y'all want to start in the east or west? East, east, east. Oh, we start east. East? Okay. So, uh, as we record on Tuesday night, the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat are tied at two games apiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston blew the doors off of Miami last night. <laughs> <laughs> I think it got up to like 17 to 1 or something like that. Yeah, crazy. It was ugly. Um, like, this series is weird. For it to be a 2 2 series, like, this series has not been overly competitive. Like, nope, it's just no. been a series of blowouts. <laughs> yeah. Like they taking turns blowing each other out and getting um, hurt. That too. Yeah, oh, well, that <laughs> Somebody out. Well, they getting blown out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it's been the story of this this series. Somebody yeah. been hurt. One or two players hurt. And that yeah. night, the, that team gets blown the fuck out. Yeah. So I don't have like what our predictions were from before the series, but um, I'll I'll throw it to you. I'll say my piece first, and then I'll throw it to y'all. Okay. Like I, I was just gonna say real quick, we all have Boston. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I still have no idea what to make of this series. Like, to the point that we just made, where it's like been a series of blowouts. It's like there's no rhyme or reason to why teams are beating each other on any given night. So it's like I can't even take any like trends from Boston wins or from Miami wins. It's just like mm-hmm. I don't know who's gonna show up that day. Yeah. Like, is Miami gonna make shots? Is Boston gonna turn the ball over a bunch? Like, I don't know who's causing what. Like, is it the defenses are good and them defenses bad, bro. or you know, <laughs> like, is it? Yeah. You know, I, I have no idea what to make of this series. Like, mm-hmm. I'm more confused now than I was at the beginning of it. Um, I guess I'll still go with Boston in seven because that was my pick to begin with, but. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it does feel a little bit more like Boston doesn't show up in the games that they lose as opposed to Miami. Like Miami just playing so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that can be my bias going in. So I don't know. But like that's that's the only feel that I really have for this series. Yeah. So where are y'all at after four games? Now, <clears throat> I'm going to give just a slight moment of uh, honesty here. Mm-hmm. Ever since we've been out, I've been having a hard time trying to watch these games. That's fair. I'm not going <laughs> to But I have caught some. And honestly, dog, like, I feel like this is the Celtics series to lose. And I feel like they are the better team with just the better. Like, the games that they lost, mm-hmm. I feel like it was games where they was, like, the game one, like, okay, they was probably dog-ass tired from playing more. 
Mm-hmm. Had a lot of mental mistakes and shit like that. Cool. Yeah. Came back game two, refreshed, bust their ass. Yeah. Game three, they turned over the ball every other possession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then game four, they're like, all right, we're going to fix that. We're going to blow them out the water again. Like, I feel like it's honestly Boston's series to really lose. Like, I yeah. don't feel like Miami's doing anything too overwhelming or too overpowering in their wins mm-hmm. to make you, that, which is probably why you're still not sure. Because it's not like Miami's doing anything overt to be like, okay, well, it's because of this that yeah. we feel like it could actually swing Miami away. No, mm-hmm. not, none of those games really been like, okay, Miami might just be doing the damn thing. Because even in the, the L's for Boston, it was like, damn, Boston just looks pretty bad right now. It ain't like, mm-hmm. you know, they was playing good and just lost on the L. Yeah. It's like they just looked bad. They didn't, they didn't show up that night. So I feel like it's more so on Boston to actually win the series, which, I, like she said, we all have Boston, as opposed to it's just being Miami being better. Yeah. At least in the wins. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way. I feel like Boston controls their own destiny. Like, last game, like it's, it's just, it's been... It's been back and forth. Like last game was super sloppy, like on both sides. Um, it was at points where Cass was just being overly physical, I feel like. <laughs> like they felt like that they was playing. Catch these yeah, they was playing, you know, <laughs> WWE or playing football or something out there. Sorry, uh, early blow the whistle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boston, every time y'all y'all lose, it's always bitching about the refs. Like yep. re fucking lax. <laughs> like Jalen Brown after game three, I think he's like, you know, it's just they're they're allowing them to be physical. Like, that's not even basketball. Blah, 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 blah. Like, y'all, again, like, y'all took a victory lap over your ability to bully Kevin Durant in, in round one. And ever since then, like, mm-hmm. the bullies been getting bullied, and then you want to cry about it. They like, y'all got to relax. Stop touching us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit me like that. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. I but no, yeah, no. But this, this series is a... Again, like I said, it's a, it's a toss-up. I don't know what to make of it. But I still feel like Boston is the, is a good enough team. Like, they control their own destiny. So if they finally, you know, get on one accord and get it together, I feel like they can go ahead and just, you know, go ahead and pull it off. But I have them winning in seven. <laughs> Even looking back at, uh, what was that, game three, Miami won by six. But they was up by like 26 most of that game and then the heat i yeah. mean then boston came back came towards back the end towards of that game mm-hmm. kind of that's again there's one of those they didn't show up the first half and decided mm-hmm. to show up and they did that against the bucks too honestly mm-hmm. they were a team of two halves a lot against us so maybe that's just their thing like when they finally decided to put it together a whole game you got a game like yesterday mm-hmm. or when they want to play a half when jalen brown don't want to miss a fucking shot <laughs> <laughs> they still take a hell it's like come on bro like two point shot. Let me let me be specific on that. One hundred percent on his two point field goals had forty points and they still had an L. But so what? So what are the injuries hold now? On, hold on, hold on. Okay, because we didn't get to Camille. Camille, you got thoughts on the series? Yeah, I was just gonna say um, at this point where you have two teams that are evenly matched like these two are, a lot of times it's really gonna be simple about why someone won or why someone lost, and normally it's gonna be they made, they made the threes. They made the shots that were open and we could not make those or we turned the ball over too much and they took advantage of it on the transition points. Like, that's the thing about the playoffs where it's like, sorry, my, 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 I can't even catch my breath at the time. But it's like uh, the, the, the margin of error is very little. So it comes down to are you making your shots or are you not? Are you taking care of the ball or are you not? 
and a team that does that night in and night out mm-hmm. is going to be the one that wins more times than not. And I mean, like, we even talked about the Western Conference Series, but when you look at what's going on over there, uh, <laughs> make your shots, and it's a different game. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, you were asking about injuries, right? Yeah. So, like, what's the update on, like, who? Honestly, like, everybody every, keeps getting let's, hurt. Let's put it this way: everybody in this series is hurt to some degree. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna play? Who knows? <laughs> like, every know, game is something different, right? Like, Tyler Her- Hero sat out game four. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Williams played. Marcus Smart didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Game three. Jimmy got hurt, I think. Yeah, Jimmy went out around halftime. Some with his knee, right? Yep. Yep. So I know him. Basically, half of Miami's rotation was questionable for game four. Mm -hmm. Um, And Hero was the only one that sat out, I believe. I would imagine that that's still going to be the case. Like, everybody's still going to be questionable going Mm -hmm. forward because none of the starters look good at all. Like, I don't even. None of the starters, I believe, got into double digits. Somebody back check that on me. Um, but I know that they definitely like were. I think it was 28 points between the five of them, which is the lowest in wow. like 25 years. You talking about yesterday? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. None of the starters got into double digits. In Jesus. Um, so like I think that you know like I, I already said that I feel like you know it's been Boston's losses have been a more of a reflection on they just didn't play well, mm-hmm. but also like Miami was dog shit <laughs> yesterday. Like regardless of like how well. Boston was defending because like Boston didn't shoot well in game four. Like, I think they were sub 40% from the field and sub 40% from three. Like they just, they didn't need to hit that many shots because Miami couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. So they actually ended up catching up at the end and shot 48%. Oh, okay. Boston garbage did. time. Yeah. So maybe nine garbage time, but like it was sub 30, I mean, sub 40 for a large amount of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it does come down a lot to making shots. Um, I feel like Boston has a larger margin for error than Miami does, um, just because Miami has struggled to score all season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think their defenses are definitely evenly matched. I think the flopping is evenly matched too. Goddamn, bro! Like <laughs> you got the two flopping his damn teams going against each other. Every other play, you see the PG Tucker where he flipped and rolled on his head. He looked like Chris <laughs> Brown from. Uh, Oh, stuff the yard yeah. when he was flat on his elbow and shit, and then he came back on his back. That's Somebody funny. said he looked like the red shell from uh, Mario and shit. I don't get that reference. You know, oh, you throw the red shell. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, bro, like it's it's too much, and like that's probably I feel like that's probably the reason why they keep getting hurt. <laughs> stay off the <laughs> like, ground. Like stay off the damn ground, bro. You already mm-hmm. know your, you got a bum ass knee. Why you falling on your leg? Hey man, you gotta leave it all on the floor. You got a foot sprain. You gotta leave it all on the floor. Shoulder issues. <laughs> you out here b-boying, like bro. B-boying. It just it, that's the that's the thing that's been kind of like I'm like dog. Every every time I look at these mugs, somebody flying down a damn court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually Grant Williams. Um, <laughs> we do have a comment uh, from one Triple T. <clears throat> Who's been with T. us for five years? That Triple T. Shout out Triple T. He said, "How many times is Kenzie gonna say?" It's Boston series to lose. As many times I want, nigga. <laughs> God damn it. This is what you understand. You got the message. It's Boston's to lose. Any other <laughs> thoughts besides <laughs> it being Boston's series to lose on this series? No. No. All right. Um, surprisingly, given like where the teams are record-wise, 
the Western Conference has actually been the better series, um, more competitive <laughs> games. I feel like a, a, a higher quality of games, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, better basketball being played. Um, but Golden State, as we record, is up three games to nothing. Game four is tonight in Dallas. Um, I don't need to remind anybody listening to the show, I'm sure, that no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit to win a series in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't. I'll ask it. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this series? Are you it's over. in your pick? <laughs> it's over. I feel like I'll, some of y'all had Dallas. Yeah, I, I, I had I, Dallas. I, I, I did too. I and know, I said, I are we being prisoners of the moment after I said Dallas in seven? And I think I we all agreed was. that we I all won. Was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was at home thinking, I was like, but I was definitely a prisoner I wasn't expecting the them to be down 3-0. I wasn't, I was expecting them to put up a bigger fight. And I wasn't, but again, like we, we know this Warriors team. And like, what team they kept their fucking core for almost 10 years bro <laughs> like who keeps the core in the nba for almost 10 years is nuts but yeah i i definitely expected dallas to um dallas has they like i said they've been it's been competitive they just have been losing mm-hmm. but i wasn't expecting them to be definitely was expecting them to be down 3-0 um i have them winning tonight looking out for the goal like that luca go put it put it you know he go put the team on his back bro he go get it done tonight I don't know, bro, because... They getting swept, bro. Luca got that... Got body. God dang it. He tried to flop, too, in the midair. Like, nah, bro, catch this body. <laughs> hey, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an occupational hazard, bro. Speak- A- after he jumped, he realized, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I, don't play, I don't even play defense. What the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Why am I, I up here? I'm not here for this. <laughs> bro, keep going up. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not here for this. Jesus Christ. Nah, that was that was gross. Speaking of prisoner of the moment, like I feel like I saw a bunch of tweets like that's the greatest in-game playoff dunk no, of all time. No, no, relax. But it, he, it he was nice. It was that, nice. Though. It definitely. Like, was I feel nice. like it might not even be the best in-game dunk of this playoffs. Like Ja on Malik Beasley. That was. Bees knees. Bees knees. He gave him the bees knees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that? Triple C said Dallas going down like the stock market. Jesus Christ. Hey, man, Luca and Luca they trust. If y'all in Tesla, you better run. But get out. (laughs) (laughs) It's in Dallas too, man. He's not going out like that. I mean, he's had 40 in like the last two games. I was going to say, what more can he do? Nothing. (laughs) Somebody please. It ain't the coffee, please. But I mean, like, that's the thing, though. Um, Like, Brunson, Dinwiddie, and Luca have all had good games. I think like the last two games, and it hasn't yeah. fucking mattered. So, yeah. um, like I, I think Camille, you can correct yeah, me, but I right. think I was the only one that picked Golden State. And I said it at the time. I'm like, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, on the show, uh, you picked Golden State. Tim and Ken picked Dallas. I said I needed more time to That's think right. because uh, it just did not. Picking Dallas in the moment felt like being a prisoner of the moment, and I couldn't do it. So I wanted to, I wanted to wait. Um, I did think it was going to be Golden State. I did not think that Golden State would be up 3-0 in this series at this point, especially with Luka being able to do what he's been able to do. But, I mean, it kind of comes down to what I mentioned before. Like, Reggie Bullock hasn't been knocking down shots uh, like he was before. Uh, Finley Smith ain't been knocking down shots like he was before. Brunson's been playing a little bit better over the last few games, but like all these shooters around Luca that were knocked down against Phoenix mm-hmm. have not been knocked down. 
they have been cold. They have been ice cold. They've been colder than cold. <laughs> colder than cold. <laughs> and uh, it's it's showing up in the body score. Like mm-hmm. they are doing the go ahead, Luca, get your get your stuff off. Uh, we gonna let everybody else. Yeah, we gonna let everybody else chill. Like it's crazy. It's great. You would think that in a game where Luca give you forty and Brunson give you thirty That's and Bullock can give you twenty, that you would win. But they yeah. still lost by nine. Like it just don't. <laughs> Like, I think at this point, especially I think, uh, who knows? Dallas might win tonight, like Ken said, but it would just be a gentleman's sweep at this point. But uh, people kind of start apologizing to Golden State. I'll because, be uh, yeah, people, like like Ken mentioned, it's, it's very rare you see a core <laughs> that's been together this length of time. Yeah, and nice. they've been injured over the last few years, so maybe people forgot. But, like, this is a dynasty for real for real when they're healthy and they're showing that again mm-hmm. I mean the shooter shooters are missing too like it's one thing for like the I mean Bertans can't hit a shot Bertans is considered like a shooter shooter I know though. that's what I'm saying and Max Kleber is a shooter shooter yeah. he be shit <laughs> well like you got them cats like that too, who's like to her point you they not hitting shit bro and you getting 86 from three cats you just need five from three other people. <laughs> Damn near, that's a hundred points. But you can't even get that. I mean, yeah. Barely, <laughs> barely. Uh, I guess the point that I was gonna make was that um, I had Golden State in six, so even I didn't see like them being up three mm-hmm. zero. Um, but like for me, I was thinking that Memphis was just a bad matchup for Golden State. Like I felt like people were discounting what happened in round one against. Uh, against Denver and what we've seen pretty much all year when I, I was gonna say when healthy but like the Warriors weren't healthy at any point during the mm-hmm. during the regular season but like at least that first that opening uh that opening stretch of the, of the season where they started out like 18 and 2 or whatever it was like mm-hmm. this has been a juggernaut hiding in plain sight and I feel like people were way too low on them coming out of the Memphis series um and too high on Dallas coming out of the Phoenix series which the more we hear about like what was going on behind the scenes it's like Phoenix kind of self imploded a little bit also so mm-hmm. wait 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 what was going on behind the scenes uh Aiden is apparently has one foot out the door um and then Chris Paul as usual Chris Paul discloses the injury after he loses the series <laughs> so, Pat Bev was right about that Pat Bev I'll, I'll give Pat Bev a lot of beef <laughs> for a lot of stuff he said but he called that that Chris Paul was gonna say he was injured before that came out Chris and LeBron I see why they besties they got that in <laughs> a lot damn yeah I forgot what the injury was I want to say it was his shoulder but I don't remember 100% but I know Mark Spears came out a day a day later uh, we do have a comment from Triple T. He said, I'll be the first to apologize to Golden State. Apparently, you got to get in line behind the other Tim. Because um, <laughs> I said at the beginning of the season that they wouldn't get far without a good big. I was wrong, wrong. They do have a good big. His name is Kevon Looney, and he's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. Put some respect on the man's name. Yeah. Not to mention, like, the NBA ain't, like, huge no more. Oh, my God, it used to be. Yeah, every, every week, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, like you don't. Every team don't have a yeah, legitimate right. like seven <laughs> footer, seven foot two, humongous finna board and defend guy. Like even if they trash, like they just body in the way. And even when Golden State was like at their most dominant, they never had a dominant big. 
they never even had really like somebody I would say was an above average big. Like they, they never had anybody that I would call an above average big. Like they've had a Kavon Looney level big like their entire run. So like I don't think a center is necessary, which is why I don't really understand why they drafted Wiseman. But oh, Boogie like, too. They never had an above average. Boogie wasn't Boogie when he was on Warriors. He wasn't Boogie. Uh-uh. Um, but like they never needed that. They just need somebody that's going to defend. They need mm. somebody that's going to pass. Like, and hustle. And somebody that's going to set illegal screens. And <laughs> check, <laughs> check, check, check. <laughs> like, I mean, Andrew Bogut is like one of the best dirty screeners in history. But, and like, I mean that as a compliment. Like, he got away with a bunch of moving screens. Zaza Pachulia got away with a bunch of moving screens. They kept like, cats like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, <laughs> they know what they need from the center position, which, again, you had LaBello sitting right there. I don't know why you went with Wiseman. But that's a different discussion for a different day. They're going, probably going back to the finals. Um, which, again, is crazy because, what was it, five years ago now? Four years ago? 2019. So that's four championships ago. They coming back. Like, I thought, like, when KD tore his, AC, tore his Achilles and then and left bounced. and then <laughs> Clay tore his ACL and then tore his Achilles like I thought it was done I thought their run was over but they were able to rebuild after a couple of down years and now they right back high ass draft picks too god damn yeah. then the baby face assassin never left and I mean they turned D'Angelo Russell into Andrew Wiggins who is actually damn near the best player of this series I mean, he's playing well across the board in <laughs> yes, all the games. Man, yes, and he's been in boards. He's been playing defense. He's been hitting big they shots. Still have Stephen Curry. I hear you, but in this series, he really has. The only point I was trying to make is that they've turned <laughs> Andrew Wiggins into somebody that people thought was a bust into like a elite level role player. My man's made the All Star team. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, that's hyperbole to say he's been the best player in this series, man. I'm trying to give him his flowers, and then he jump out the window, and I'm like, damn. Yeah, I'm just trying to give him that compliment. Now level. you got me hey, trying listen, to listen, listen, argue listen. against like my own. Point. Now we got I'm, I'm pretty sure I said. I'm pretty sure I said one of the best players of this series. I'm we pretty sure I said one of the best players this series. So he can be Ooh. one of the best with Steph Curry. Because if you say outside of Steph, who's the next best warrior that's been playing this series? Draymond Green. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to show up on the stat sheet, but, but yeah. Draymond Green is invaluable to this team. I understand. Hell, you know, I the reason would, why they, where they he, Like, everybody's playing well. So, like, I'm not going to throw dirt on anybody. But, like, Kevon Looney, you can make the same argument if you're making that argument yeah, about true. Wiggins. Like, mm-hmm. what he's doing defensively. Like, the fact that he had, like, that 20-whatever point game. The 21 All the rebounds. Like, they're all playing well. So, yeah. like, I'm not trying to take away anything from Wiggins by saying, like, they've turned, like, they took what everybody saw as like a negative asset. The fact that my Minnesota had to attach a first round pick that became Jonathan Kaminga to get D'Angelo Russell for uh Andrew Wiggins, like Well the trade. People like we <laughs> we moved on. We weren't really paying attention to him. We thought, oh, you know, well maybe they're loading up for like the next run, like once like this generation is past their prime and mm-hmm. no, like they back. And yeah. They got a good shot of winning the title again. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. Hey, nobody asked you, bro. Like, come on, that now. Is what he you said it twice. Like, see, we're gonna turn this into one like Jet Lee, bro. I'm gonna be the one. Like, Tim ain't even backing the brother up. God damn it. Just to give context to the people that are audio only, Triple T did call out a Tim stat. So, 
Uh, he, he said that Tim did say he's been the best player in this series. Yeah, you said it twice. Too. Oh, I know he did. Yeah, because he tried to walk let him go. I'm trying to give him a man's Bro, don't be trying to argue with me, bro. Just stand in it when you're wrong, fam. Stand in it. Y'all be arguing with me, bro, for no reason, dog. You act like you ain't used to taking no reason, bro. Y'all just be out here. Ain't no reason. We be hearing the truth, and you try to make us feel like we ain't here. Y'all didn't hear it. You a gaslighter, man. You didn't. You didn't hear it. At all, bro. He toxic, fam. He toxic. God, Let, me Let me live in my toxicity. Toxic Tim. Let me live in my toxicity. Toxic Tim. No, this is an anti-toxic fan. Right, real quick, I do. Go ahead. I do, I do want to say something about the the Wiggins uh, Russell thing. That's mm-hmm. good GMing, where you yeah. have an asset that even if it doesn't work out, it's someone that you can flip for mm-hmm. something else that's more valuable. Because we had questions about Russell's fit with Golden State initially, and he used it as a trade chip. Now we didn't think that Wiggins would be like the <laughs> the right piece to get back, but it was another piece that could be moved later on, mm-hmm. you know, if need be. Like it's, it's 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 very smart just the way that they were able to stack up their assets and just kind of see how things were going to mm-hmm. play out and then make the best move out of it for them. And to piggyback on that, the only reason that they got Russell is because KD went to Brooklyn and they had Russell to do a double signing trade. Mm-hmm. So again, like backing up Camille's point, like that's yep. good GMing. Like you didn't just let an asset walk out the door for nothing. You got something back. It might not fit to Camille's point, but you can flip that for something else. And again, like I think that Wiggins, like they didn't pick him up because they're like, oh, Andrew Wiggins is going to be a good player for us. They picked him <laughs> up because they're like, this is a big ass salary slot that we can cobble together with like these two top 10 picks that we have coming in and turn that into Bradley Bill or something like that. But instead, they rehab Wiggins. They pick Kamingo, who seems like a hit. They mm-hmm. pick Moody, who seems like he's going to be at least a good role player. Wiseman, whatever. But, like, even <laughs> that, you can probably still parlay into something different. Like, if you if they come to the to the realization after this series, it's like, or this season, where it's like, okay, Wiseman ain't really in our future. Like, there's mm-hmm. still probably a team out there where, they're like, we liked them before the draft. We can take them on and try to Phoenix. do something with them. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll give up something of value to Golden State again. Like, I don't want to relitigate the Bucks offseason, but like that's why you don't just let PJ T- PJ Tucker walk. Like you can use his salary slot, even if he you know regresses or falls off a cliff. Athletically, like you can still use that to match trade, like match salaries in a trade in the future. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we have a bunch of comments coming in. So let's see, Mark is here. So shout out Mark. What up, Mark? What up, Mark? Bro? You been where you been at? Bro, you been ducking, bro. It was like we're finding Waldo, dog. We was worried about you for a minute. Uh, catching up on his comments, he said that dunk was nasty. Talking about Wiggins over uh, Luca, he then asked, "Is Wiggins dunk or Baron Davis dunk? Um, Baron Davis dunk for me." Yeah, no, man, that was nasty. He killed AK. I mean, that was my guy, but damn, he, he that destroyed that. Hey, that was my guy. Easily, easily Baron. Yeah, yeah. Baron. and like the crowd reaction to that dunk was great. Like that was just plus that's the, an all-time moment. Like the oral that season and all. Yeah, yeah just the whole situation was beautiful. And I also <laughs> want to point out like. Pippen over Ewing was in the playoffs. Oh, I believe it? Jordan over Ewing was also in the playoffs. So <laughs> Ewing is staying he just ate it. the body bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Geo says that he was a Wiggins hater. This is a great fit for him there as a fourth option. No pressure. I agree. Uh, Mark came in and said, if Seattle and Vegas get franchises as rumors say, who moves to the East? If they add two in the West. 
Memphis and New Orleans since they're already yeah. in the east of Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that Minnesota. I don't know. Those would be the only three I could think of. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would make sense. Yeah. But Memphis for sure. Yeah. The only thing I can think sense. of is like they still No man. Football. Minnesota for sure. Minnesota yeah, should not be Minnesota. a Western Conference team. Yeah. Minnesota isn't anywhere close to anybody else in the West. Like Memphis <laughs> at least has like New Orleans and the Oklahoma City and all the t- the Texas teams. Like all those are at least somewhat close. Like Minnesota is just like the next closest Western Conference team I think is Denver. So and or maybe Memphis. Like they're far as fuck away from everybody. Yeah. Um But yeah, that's a good question. Something I hadn't thought about. Uh what else do we have? Okay, so everybody here I guess has Golden State now. So that means Golden State and Boston. Is that still that's your finals? Yeah. Yeah. Golden State and Boston. Seems like a lot of these playoffs are dependent on like how these teams match up with each other. So obviously we'll get to it like once the finals are set. But like, ooh, that would be a good finals. Actually. As we stand right now, halfway through the conference finals, like mm-hmm. who's your championship pick? Like who's gonna win it all? Golden State. Golden State. Are you being approved in a moment again? I had, no, I was thinking about this. <laughs> I leading up to this. I like, like let me just go ahead and think it through. But like, because if if it's Golden State, Boston, like I feel like Boston's size and physicality will match up pretty well against Golden State from the starters to the bench. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll probably have Draymond on Jason Tatum mm-hmm. or however they, their defense works, but you'll probably see more Draymond on Tatum and then you'll probably switch to Wiggins and shit like that. But it's just, I, I think that that would, be a, that would be a fun finals. And then you got Marcus Smart chasing around Steph if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. You got Grant Williams out here pushing around Draymond Green. <laughs> Al Horford doing his thing, like that would be that'd be interesting. That'd be a fun finals. That really would. But I'll take Golden State in that. And not to argue your point, but like I do see people like just line up the 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 lineups next to each other. Like, oh, this guy's gonna catch this guy. Like, so much NBA defense now is so team oriented, and like everybody switches. So it's like, who has the the best weak link? Is <laughs> like what you look at defensively because it's like everybody gonna guard everybody really at this point mm-hmm. or you're going to put your team in a rotation because you're trying so hard to fight against a switch mm-hmm. that now you got two on the ball and somebody's wide open so like yes they have you the way you want to look at it i guess is like who has an, as many bodies as possible to throw at the other team's best players and i do think that boston has a bunch of people that can chase steph around or that mm-hmm. can kind of like switch steph draymond pick and rolls where it's not going to kill you mm-hmm. um so I do think that defensively they match up pretty well against Golden State. It's just Golden State, if they get loose at all, like mm. it's a wrap. <laughs> so yeah. don't put um, Peyton Pritchard out there I, on Steph. Yes, that is instant <laughs> death. Um, but I do think I lean Boston slightly at this point. But like Boston's offense doesn't give me much confidence. Like mm. I've seen them against the Bucks. I've seen them against. Miami, which granted are two great defenses, but also Golden State has a great defense. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. Um, but I do I slightly lean Boston at this point. Um, I'm biased. Never Boston. I don't want Boston to win a championship. <laughs> Fuck them. Being a Laker fan, I don't want to see Boston win a championship. So That's I'm going to go say um, Golden State. As a Laker fan, you can say Golden State? Yeah. Okay. It's Boston. Fuck Boston. It's always fuck Boston. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just might be like, we sitting out the finals. Ain't no winner. Kabil, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to answer? I can't at this moment. 
<laughs> kind of figured that's where we're going. All right. So, uh, full disclosure, we did not put together a rundown for this show. So, the re- we're going to look at the anniversary as a holiday. Um, so, we'll go popcorn style the rest of the way. So, Tim, you'll lead it off. Pick us a topic to discuss. Okay. Fun one. Fucking Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him, for one. Uh, but Nick Saban... Decided to go on this uh, He was doing some kind of summit Or something like that Like mm-hmm. some conference uh-huh. And he decided While he was on stage To just start Throwing out these allegations And shit Reckless. Talking about some uh, The best cornerback uh, Or pretty much the top player In the nation Decided to go to Jackson State He felt like And Texas A&M Buying Or Mississippi State And Texas A&M Are pretty much buying All A players type shit He was also one of those people Who really wasn't for The NIL deals Kind of yeah. coming to fruition either I feel like it's because it was fucking up the church's money. Yeah, it's Alabama. Alabama, everybody knows, has been one of the top programs in the nation for years, especially since Nick Saban took over. Mm -hmm. Because they were paying the players. Because they were paying motherfuckers. How many college cats you know out here with these charges? Wait, they was on Ohio State's ass. Ain't nobody said shit to Nick Saban, though. Nobody. But everybody and their mama know, outside of them being a pro factory. Sorry, Mm -hmm. allegedly. 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 Outside of them being a pro factory for football players. I guess you could get some Alabama, but... Profe- uh, football players It's like He was more so upset That I felt like he was He felt like he was cheated Out of the top player Like ain't no fucking way He going to that HBCU The fuck will he go over there for When we offer him All of this money One You got the damn near The greatest cornerback Of all time Coaching him And my position is what DB mm-hmm. Why the fuck would I not want Deion Sanders Who also is coaching A great team right now Like the program is on the rise yeah. They're starting to get The donations in And shit mm-hmm. like that They're getting better facilities Like I'm also gonna be one of the people on the catalyst that can. He probably ain't thinking about all of that. I'm not saying what the man thinking, but I'm thinking he could be a catalyst also to bring in more talent and be one of the people part of the franchise <clears> history <throat> or the uh, school's history. Like, hey, someone so went here. He was one of the best players in the country, and he in the NFL. Jackson State go love him. Mm-hmm. Plus, he around his peoples. Yeah. As let me quote Coach Dion, we ain't got to say shit. We ain't have to buy him nothing or anything. Like he here with his peoples. We ain't got to give him nothing. He here with his peoples. Mm-hmm. Like I can see it. I understood it. But Nick Saban, for some reason, can't understand why <laughs> he went to Jackson State and then decided to throw Mississippi State under the damn bus. And Texas A&M. And Texas A&M. <laughs> for everybody to come out and Coach Prime was like, you know what? Don't do all that talking in public and then call me in private. No, we're going to talk in public, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, that's fair, bro. Like, that's bogus as a motherfucker. It is. It's messy. Like I will say, like the optics of a white man being upset that he can't buy the best black bodies anymore is kind of you know (laughs) (laughs) an issue. Everybody know about the boosters in down south, bro. The SEC is full of them. Everybody knows it. I'm saying everybody, you know, wants to law capitalism until capitalism come at to bite him on the ass. But um, I do want to shout out Triple T and Mark, who also made their NBA Finals predictions in the comments. Triple T said Boston in six, and Mark said Warriors in six. So there you go. Shout out to them. No, I don't. I don't know. Jimbo might get blown out this year, Mark. Like Alabama's still a monster, bro. Like they actually they just took. Uh, the four-star recruit quarterback who mm-hmm. decommitted from AM just signed with Alabama. Mm-hmm. That makes me he up this up. But um, shout out to Jimbo though. This man had a whole press conference just so he could talk his shit <laughs> for no reason. It's like fuck that. Bring the cameras. Bring the press. I got something to say about this motherfucker. He gives a lady have it for whole press conference. So shout so out. So like, I didn't hear Nick Saban's original comment. So like, y'all can fill me in if I'm <sighs> off base. But it's like NIL. 
is legal now. Yes. So even if what's the kid Travis something whatever his name is Mm -hmm. the kid that went to Jackson State like even if he did get offered a bag like as long as it went through NIL like it doesn't really matter matter. like it doesn't matter you upset because like things aren't the way that they used to be but you gotta live in a new reality the new reality is Alabama don't just get you know they pick it a litter because like they had you know quote unquote they spend the most on facilities and they have the best you know pro prospects and all that shit like you actually got to go out there and compete in other ways now so go He's, do your job man i found it right so one he said that he uh jackson state paid old boy uh a million dollars and old boy said like <laughs> <laughs> he's like if i got a million dollars why is my mom still living in a three-bedroom house with five kids like bro but this nick saving hating ass jackson state paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good division one player to come to school it was in the paper and they bragged about it Nobody did anything about it. They ain't say shit. <laughs> That's just kind of, but it's still kind of wild. And then, like Ken said, Jimbo Fisher got on and tore him a new asshole. Yeah, he went off. Last night in Alabama? Uh, yes, I will. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. Yeah. It's really despicable. It really is. Truly. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. That's true, too. That they broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you got to sit there and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to sit there at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. Valid point, my guy. He, he, in short, fuck him. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like y'all was saying. He's just salty that these, the, the, the playing field is getting more even when it comes to recruit. Mm-hmm. That's all that it comes down to. That's yeah. it. Because Nick Saban got some nerve to open up his mouth about someone else paying someone <laughs> to come play when Alabama has been under the table paying the biggest the bucks. Allegedly. Getting... Uh, Alleged, whatever. We all know the truth. Players came out on Twitter. We all know the truth. (laughs) Come on, man. That's all I heard was somebody real salty that NIL was helping level the playing field. And I also heard that he's upset that a historically black, you know, college, university could ever get such a top prospect like JSU just got. How dare you buy my Negro? Like, that's that's what it sounds like. How dare Like, how dare you? Only because he got the number two recruiting class this year. That's what prompted all of this. We got the second best recruiting class this year. We was number one before. Like, what? <laughs> it's all these schools in the country, and you're number two, and you you did this? Like, wow. Wow. The nerve. Talk him. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, 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 oh. I'm, like, hitting shit on my phone. Sorry. Uh, Next topic, we can go to the all-NBA rookie and defensive teams. They were named last week. Uh, rookie team, 
First team is Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. Okay. Uh, Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green. Those are the top four picks in the draft. And then mm-hmm. Franz Wagner from he was Orlando. Hooping. I like Franz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Franz is nice. I mean, this was great, a great rookie class. Because even the second Ooh. team, you had some guys that I think are that I'm really high on. Like most of them, actually. All of them, actually. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but the second team is Io Desunmu from the Bulls, Chris Duarte from the Pacers, Josh Giddy from Oklahoma City, Bones Highland of Denver, and then not on Herb Jones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Pelicans. Yeah, like I think we was, I think it was last week. Like these last couple draft classes have been like mm-hmm. freaking phenomenal, bro. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that on overtime. You can yeah, catch yeah. that on YouTube. <laughs> Do it. Uh, and then the all defensive teams: uh, Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridge. Sorry, Marcus Smart, quote unquote, defensive player of the year. Uh, <laughs> Mikael Bridges of the Suns, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Rudy Gobert. Second team: Drew Holiday, Matisse Thybul, Draymond Green, Bam Adebayo, and Robert Williams III. Mm. I think I seen somewhere they said that all five starters for Boston had got like at least a vote for defensive player. I mean for the all defensive teams. I can see that. I mean, I feel like people gonna brand me a Jason Tatum hater. Jason Tatum hater, which I am not, but like I feel like he's the weak link there. But really, he's also yeah. I mean, look at all the rest of the defenders in that starting lineup. Like that's not saying much, but. Uh, a little squishy there. Like they they Tatum? fight they fight like hell to keep him away from like the top matchups, but. You like Tatum at all? Yeah. I'm like slightly overrated. Eric, you ain't got a lie. You ain't got a lie. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he was slightly struggling. overrated. He was struggling to say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a real hot bitch, too. Lean, you know? It's like, lean you don't into like it. it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here's the thing Jason Tatum is a very talented basketball player. Mm-hmm. He is Boston's best player. Okay. Mm-hmm. The way that he is represented globally is that he's by far Boston's best player, which debatable and also that he's like some future MVP which again debatable like I'm of the belief that you don't start crowning people before they've actually achieved things which I feel like which is why I push back on stuff about Luka and why I push back about stuff about Tatum Mm -hmm. like I don't think that they're by far like they're both very talented basketball players they're both have like the world in front of them but like at at the moments when we talked about them in the past it's like they haven't really done it yet. Like, people mm-hmm. are always talking about, he's going to be the MVP. He's going to be the best player. It's like, can he do it first? Can he show it first? <laughs> can we actually see that be what's going on before we start crowning? Like, that's my That's opinion. fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. You did push back on that Luka talk when they was talking about Luka when Giannis was wilding. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my thing with Luka was, like, when they came into the draft, which is bore out, which I don't have a problem with. <laughs> what was that? Triple T said Eric could have just said I don't like him. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I don't dislike him. I just dislike the conversation around him. Like my pushback with with Luca was like when he came in the draft, like everybody's like, you're just so stupid that you have anybody other than Luca as number one pick. Like it turns out that that was true, but like for like there were reasons why Aiden was considered highly. Yeah. There were reasons yeah, yeah, yeah. why Marvin Bagley was considered highly. Yeah. Like it's not just that people were hating on Luca. Like I felt like it was a bunch of white dudes writing that see Luca as like the next coming and then it's like it that was a whole thing but it was just like the again the conversation around it is just like you gotta prop up your guy so you down talk everybody else mm-hmm. fair enough fair enough anyway shout out to the all rookie team and the all defensive team indeed what you got uh k harris um we're gonna talk about some football um so <laughs> the nfl is discussing pro bowl week and ways to improve it 
I'm including possibly eliminating the traditional game and using that Sunday to showcase the players in it. Um, alternatives include a flag football game. What y'all guys think about that? I wouldn't mind seeing. See, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, is nobody want to go out there and get hit, bro? Like, at the end of the season, we done did all the hitting. I done been crashing yeah. in the motherfuckers all year. Now you telling me for fun? We finna go pad <laughs> up, and I'm, I'm supposed to play hard? No, bro. We in Hawaii. I don't want to be in my room icing up all on the yacht chilling. I can't even turn up because I done got fucked up on the sideline because. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor type caliber guy done fucked me up on the uh, sideline running. Like, I'm jogging. My man's ran through me. <laughs> like, bro, no. So f- having a flag football game, though. There was a flag football uh, league I think Vic was in at one point. That They used to keep, like, you can see the stats on the field. Like, they, mm-hmm. they did it, like, computerized. So everybody at home, there's a 60-yard pass while the ball is in the air. It shows you on the ground how far the ball is traveling and shit like oh, that. Or stuff like that. Like, it was pretty cool. So I'm like, yeah. why not? I think I mentioned that before. Like, why not bring that type of concept to yeah, NFL. Orlando? Yeah, <laughs> anywho. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, they don't even get to go to Hawaii no more. Like, it's, they used to be all the time. A, you get a week in Orlando. Yeah. Congratulations. And they should let Nickelodeon do it if it's a flag football mm-hmm. game. Let Nickelodeon do that it. That would be dope. Yeah. Like, but, for me, the thing about the Pro Bowl is, like, it's an honor to be named, but, mm-hmm. like, nobody actually wants to play in the game. Like, how many, like, the last couple of years, like, damn near half the league is a Pro Bowler because they keep having people <laughs> decline, like, to go all play the, the game. Decline. Like, right. <laughs> or, like, half of the team is, like, on the Super Bowl or whatever. It's just, like, yeah. It should just be like all pro where your name to the team, if they still want to do some type of event because TV ratings or whatever, like, yeah, a football, a flag football game, a skills competition, something along those lines where it's not, you know, everybody put their pads on and kind of go through the motions of playing football. It's like that. We don't need that. And it's really unnecessary at this point, because, again, if we're talking about player safety and CTE and all that stuff, you shouldn't be at. They shouldn't be adding games <laughs> to the regular season, but you definitely shouldn't add like an exhibition um, a scrimmage, bro. Essentially, yeah, not even like a half a half speed scrimmage. So, yeah, anything that they can do to make to eliminate like the actual football game part of the Pro Bowl is mm-hmm. probably better. Plus, the skills part competition portions have always been fun. Like the kicking competitions, the the catch competitions. But if prongs. you make that like the actual Pro Bowl, like. Instead yeah, of it just being like sense. part of the weekend, like yeah. that's like the Sunday, you know, primetime event is like put that on display, mm-hmm. get all the best players to actually come out there and play. Yeah. Because last year, what, didn't they have, they raced and all of that? They have, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, so like, I was thinking like that, I was like 40 yard yeah. depth, but then the cats be like, yeah, hey, bro, I'm not finna blow on my hammy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, the niggas that's fast go run. Hey, if, you yeah. already know. Yes. They go run. Hey, yes. I'm running. You will be the main. I'm running. <laughs> Are we racing? <laughs> Put these Barefoot. On. Yeah, that's true too. Don't even need it. The ground is soft out here. <laughs> as long as we ain't on concrete again. Whew. I think my feet still recovering from that joint. Uh, Camille, you have any thoughts on the Pro Bowl? Gonna say no. Oh. No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Tim Kins 3. Oh, it's yeah. back to me. All right, let's go with um, <laughs> Triple Z said they should just have a good old game of 500. Five. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all play that? Yes, I did. Yeah, and killed a man. Yeah, killed a man with the balls. Killed a man was reckless, but 500 was my <laughs> I used No, to, I like 500. I used to just moss folks. Were you taller than everybody still, though? For no, the most I was part? short, like until junior high school. Like, I had actually senior year coming back. 
I was always Grew eight short. inches in that summer. Damn. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, bit of good news speaking of the NFL. Uh, I, well, I guess. The NFL expands the Rooney Rule to include quarterback, coaches, mandates, diverse hire interviews. So, NFL announced teams will be required to interview a diverse candidate for the vacancy for a quarterback's coach when it becomes available. This marks the second significant change to the Rooney Rule this offseason. The league previously announced in March that all 32 teams must interview at least two women and or people of color for vacant coaching positions. All teams are also required to have at least one woman or person of color on staff as an offensive assistant. Which was necessary because teams were hiring all their head coaches from the pool of offensive coach. Like everybody want the new up and coming hot shot offensive coordinators. Offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. But then there were no black. Well, there were like three black offensive coordinators. Miami still is still in Kansas City. So it's him, <laughs> Leftwich, and shit was McDonald. Was that the was that the third one? It's possible. But you I mean you know two and a half. Um, <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> two and a half men. We're not going to go down that road But yeah like that This was definitely necessary Because again like you got to get Black Well you got to get minority coaches And women coaches In the pipeline For the jobs that actually lead to Head coaching jobs Shout out to Ron Rivera That's shit And Bruce Arians too Because Rivera hired a lot of women On his staff and stuff like that too Mm -hmm. Like he's been kind of One of the people that yeah, Bruce, Bruce Arians be hiring everybody. Yeah, Bruce Arians setting you up for success. That's yeah. what, what it sounds like. He that dude. Two uh, and a quarter. Oh, Mark Wallen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can say that. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we have? <laughs> da, da, da. Um, in a story, I'm sure I only I'll care about Minnesota has. Well, actually, Mark, you'll probably care about this. Um, Minnesota has signed the former Denver Nuggets general manager Tim Connolly to a four-year, $50 million deal, which also includes an ownership stake. Mm. Um, Damn. So Minnesota is in the the Timberwolves, sorry, are in the midst of a ownership change. So Glenn Taylor still owns the team, but Mike, Mark Lohr and Alice Rodriguez are taking over over the course of like the next two or three years okay. um so it's thought that this is like a rod and his partner's first you know big big splash mm-hmm. uh, but they're bringing in the guy who you know continue what masai Ujiri did in denver and building it up you know like they found nicola Jokic, they drafted jamal murray uh michael porter jr Bones all, the, all those guys <laughs> like, i don't have to go down the, the roster of the nuggets but um, that has been a very successful front office for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, to that end, former NBA center Calvin Booth, uh, who was the assistant general manager, is expected to take over as general manager He's, in he Denver. He was a Laker. He was everybody. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Most uh, aesthetically what? challenging looking person to oh, ever play football, basketball. Go ahead, Camille. No, I was just going to say this is the uh, second time now that Denver has lost a quality exec. Uh, from what some might say is being too cheap to, to match an offer to, to let them know that they're valued because if, if folks weren't aware Ujiri uh, uh, who's in uh, Toronto GM up there he also was previously with the Nuggets until he got an offer from the Raptors that you know Denver was like we're okay you can go ahead you can go ahead so they were able to kind of come back up with, with Tim. Shouts to Tim. Mm-hmm. But 
how they lost this one. And it's kind of one of those things where I wonder, like, all right, you lost Ujiri and you were able to get Tim in there and everything. You know, you had another capable GM at your, you know, at, at foot. But a third time? Can you do it a third time? Replace the guy with the right guy. I don't know if they can. It's kind of like the Packers quarterback room. like Exactly. But in, in defense of Denver slightly, um, four years, 50 million with an ownership stake. Like that's the ownership stake is the, yeah. That's a chunk of change. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might cheap out at that point yeah, too, but I do that. wonder if Minnesota felt that Tom, Tim Conley was gettable because of the reputation of Denver. the Denver ownership. So mm-hmm. I don't think that it's, it's I, it, it doesn't let them off the hook at all. But like, I do understand why you would look at that and be like, well, Calvin Booth, has been known as a rising star in the front office for years. Like people are like, it's only a matter of time before he's a GM of a team. Hmm. So like, I can see why you're like, well, we have a guy here already, so <laughs> we just can hold on to him. Good luck to him. And like, so much of GMing comes down to like your staff too. So if they can keep like that mechanism in place and it's just like elevating a the guy, then maybe they will be all right. But we'll see. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like it's still one decision maker. Like that has like that makes a difference because <laughs> like you can get get as much information as you want but if you don't make the right decision based on the information that you get like mm-hmm. that it, that that'll sink or swim your team that's fair uh who we on k harris um the arizona cardinals will be featured in this year's season of the hard knocks are y'all excited to see arizona so to be clear that's the in season version mm-hmm. so like i think they did it with the cult last year yep um, so that's was that November? Something I believe so. Okay. Yeah. It's later in the season. I know that much. Uh, who I know this. Who's the training camp one? Oh shoot! It's Detroit. Oh it's yeah, Detroit. the Lions. The D. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how do you feel about uh, how do we feel about the Cardinals? Any, does that make you any more likely to watch? I will say it's going to be the same level of <laughs> interest, but it'd be just, I, I guess, slightly more because it depends on if Kyler get his contract before the season started or not. Yeah. Uh, and to Mark's point, he said Arizona's collapsed behind the scenes. Yeah. Arizona the last couple of years has got out the gates hot and then mm-hmm. fell apart on the back end of the season. So if that holds serve this year, then we'll get to see that meltdown in real time. That's wild. So. <laughs> that would be wild. Kyler Murray show. Camille, you gonna watch? Uh, yes. It, it, I mean, it depends too on how they're doing uh, during the season because, like, the Colts when I watched the first couple episodes, and I was like, "There's too many other things on TV right now mm-hmm. for me to want to watch this." But when they collapsed and they lost to Jacksonville to not oh. make it to the playoffs, I went back and rewatched <laughs> everything <laughs> because I just wanted to see what that locker room was like leading up to it, and then going through that situation. So. Uh, if Arizona continues to fit the bill and do what they do, which is, as Mark pointed out and y'all said, collapse at some point in the season, I will uh, tune in to see what happens. All right, Triple T has an interesting comment, well, question in the comments. Uh, no D-Hop for that, I'm assuming. What's going on with D-Hop? Like, I know he's suspended for the first couple games, but he should be back by then, right? I would think he he's back be. around that yeah, time. Yeah, he should be back around that time. Because it's not, it's not the training camp one. Okay. I, I feel like yeah, he should hopefully be back he'll be this back. season. Like I was gonna ask the question, and then I remember like, why would Hopkins be like noteworthy? And I remember he got suspended. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's on you too. Okay, 
Okay, so I got a question then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to see Ric Flair one last time? No. Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want to see a man die in the ring. And he's he's hell bent on it, I feel like. He's trying. I feel like it. But Ric Flair has been medically <laughs> cleared for his final wrestling match. He said he spoke to 40 doctors. First of all, I need, <laughs> who are these doctors, bro? Wait, they did Zoom calls. They didn't even hear to go in. I don't have the official quote, but I saw a quote, and I'm paraphrasing, where he said, I talked to a bunch of doctors, but I'm only going to listen to one. That gave the clearance. <laughs> yeah, I'm only going to listen to one, and, that, <laughs> and that's because he's the one I felt most conf- most comfortable with. And he said, go. Go for it. Yeah, pretty much what you said, but and he said that I went with the doctor that gave me the clearance. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, that's why he felt the most comfortable That's with why it. he talked to 40 motherfuckers. Like, shit. Everybody's like, no, 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 no. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Play, I've been a fan. Tell me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk nice to me. Okay. You know who that doctor was? Uh, oh, Floppy Hair, referee. Oh, I like Floppy Hair. What's his name? Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson. I like Floppy Hair. But no. So, uh, while the participants in Flair's final match have not yet been officially announced, it is set for July 31st at the Nashville Fairgrounds in Nashville, Tennessee. One day after WWE SummerSlam emanates from Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Now, Dave Meltzer of F4W Online reported that the plan is for Flair to uh, tag team, well, team up with AEW's tag team FTR, who are the reigning Ring of Honor and AAA tag team champs. They will reportedly face legendary tag team, the Rock and Roll Express, plus another. Like I said, they tried to uh, get Ricky the Steamboat Dragon to go ahead and, you know, one last time, but he said, nah. Because he's also like old as shit. And True, and he probably don't want to be an accomplice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he himself doesn't want to die in the ring. Midnight, uh, Rock and Roll Express, like, they old as shit. Like, they don't yeah. need to be out there either. Like, FTR going to be doing a lot of work. Oh, we have some breaking uh, NBA, all NBA team news. We can go to after after we finish with Flair. I think I, uh, I feel like I want to tune in just one last time. No, bro. <sighs> For what, bro? What he gonna do? He gonna do some naked boy chops, some woos. He gonna put somebody in the figure for it, and that's about it, bro. Nobody want to see that shit, bro. Tim, the reason that Rick Flair even trying to wrestle, talking about them, I'm gonna check it out. I'm not encouraging him to do this now. You are if you say like I might tune in. Like that's the only reason. I mean, depending on if ain't nothing on TV at the time. What bumps he can really take, bro? None. Exactly. Just the razor ones. Cocaine. Nah, we ain't talking about coke. Thanks, your boy. Speaking of dumb spots, uh, I think his name jo- Joey Janela. Uh, he used to be with AEW. Mm-hmm. I saw a clip. Uh, he did like a flaming boot. Dude, yes, I saw that too. So he lit his boot on fire <laughs> and they couldn't get it to go. <laughs> so the ring on fire too? Dog, they they coming in with water bottles, my nigga. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> grab water bottles trying to put his boot out, bro. Wow. I was like, what type of shit is this, bro? So you do a. Uh, a spot, a fire spot, and they don't have extinguishers on hand. Like, uh, like they literally had water bottles, bro, on the towel. <laughs> no, that's how no. <laughs> at least have an extinguisher on the standby. There wasn't uh, none in the building. Apparently not. That was hilarious. Shit, that's a fire bro. hazard, if anything. My man was trying to take his boot off. It wouldn't come <laughs> off. I was like, God damn! I saw Booker T reacted to it. He said, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever it seen." It was super, life. it was super stupid. Cause it didn't even make sense. Like, bro, mm. come on, dude. Hey man, that's work. Hey, work Flair gonna do that shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be the worst, bro. Woo, woo, running, running, woo. Like, bro, put him out. <laughs> oh, man. Stop dropping roll, brother. <laughs> like, no, we don't want. We don't need to see that, Rick. Damn. <laughs> I want to know what Char- how Charlotte feel about this. 
I was gonna say something. She probably know her daddy. Mm. She probably know how her dad is and just accept like mm. Ain't that. Nobody he, <laughs> yeah, at, at some point I feel like in adulthood you realize who your parents are mm-hmm. as people, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of be like, well, I probably ain't gonna be able to change this aspect of it. You just kind of got to be like, go ahead, just do what you do. Like for like the 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 Ball brothers, they all know how Lavar is, <laughs> but they and they and they never try to be like. Oh, dad, you should yeah. you should stop. Like they were just like that's who he is. That mm-hmm. is what he is going to do. Which I also just want to use this moment to say shout out to Lamelo Ball and Levar Ball for having one of the greatest sport commercials of all time. <laughs> when he's working at AT and T, trying yeah. to be employee of the month, and then his dad comes up <laughs> and says nothing, <laughs> nothing that his boy can't nothing do. My boy can't do. Just to hear my favorite line of the whole commercial. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lily now. <laughs> Wallin. I know. I almost forgot about Lamar, uh, Lavar, the Raw, WWE Raw, when he came out. Dog. <laughs> took his shirt off. He, he had a whole run, bro. Oh. Like, he had a nice little run for yeah. the media, dog. Dog can't run it. <laughs> that weird ass run, <laughs> slid into the ring and shit. LaMelo saying, nigga, all up on TV. Oh, what? <laughs> Reckless as <laughs> one. Like, dog, come on now. Get that nigga what y'all doing? Hilarious, bro. They had a nice little like the the boss had a, had a nice run, bro. Man, you can't hate on them, man. <laughs> I was trying to hold on for him. Yeah, bring back ball in the family. I don't know who we got to call. Exactly. Bro. I need my show back. I need that too. Mm-hmm. And then to wrap it up with Ric Flair, mind you, this man is seventy three years old, and he had like a serious health. <laughs> Thing like three years ago or whatever. Now he had a cardiac like, event. He, he damn near died, bro. Like, you were you literally you the nature boy, bro. Like you do not have to do this, bro. Uh, yeah. He don't have to do this. He, uh, if he you this. believe what you've heard about his finances, he he. Do I mean, well, right. I ain't heard nothing, bro. Can we start Rick, a GoFundMe? So don't, don't, do so don't do it. Somebody Rick. start a GoFundMe for Ric Flair so he can stop doing this. I mean, he's just gonna (laughs) drink it up and trick it off on women. Like that's what he's done for the last fifty years. He's lived a life. He lived the gimmick. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that too. That's why he's alright. So, like I said, we do have the all NBA teams um, fresh off the presses, um, hot off the press, whatever it is. Um, First team MVP: Nikola Jokic, Giannis Mm -hmm. Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic. Devin Booker and Jason Tatum. Mm. So that means Joel Embiid did not get voted as forward, Ooh. so he is second team center. Um, also, Can I just go ahead. Wait, real quick before you move on, I just want to point out the fact that the best player in the world, Giannis Antetokounmpo, is the only player uh, to receive unanimous first team votes on the first team. He received a perfect 100 people voting. For him on the first team he got a perfect 500 point total points from that i just wanted to make that that no best player in the world was recognized as such now we just need them same voters to recognize that he's the, also the mvp but <laughs> that's a different conversation for a different day um second team joel Embiid, as i mentioned john morant steph curry kevin durant and demar derozan third team carl anthony towns Chris Paul, Trey Young, Pascal Siakam, and LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. I don't remember what my teams were, but I feel like the only thing that I had 
that I was debating was like third team forward. So I think that they picked the two that I picked, which was LeBron and Pascal. Yeah, uh, me, me and you had almost the same list. Okay. Me and you differed. I had Jimmy Butler over LeBron, but then I was kind of saying, like, it doesn't feel right to have LeBron not on it. I'm happy he actually made it because LeBron did have he had a, great uh, year. a fantastic season. It just felt weird when I was doing it to not have any Miami Heat player uh, recognized, given the fact that they were able to cobble it together and be the number one seed in the East. But I'm not mad at it. I think LeBron over Jimmy um, is not a slight. Some people are probably mad that LeBron was third team, but he was on. My, he would have been on my third team as well if I had a vote. And everything else lined up perfectly. Um, uh, little tidbit on these. So we all know that sometimes these first team votes give players the option to get super maxes or not. So some, I think somebody mentioned something about Jason Tatum before because he. It's any like it can be any of the All NBA team. So. It don't matter if it's first, second, or third. Like if they make third team All NBA, like depending on what what their contract is, like mm-hmm. it can bump them up. So like Trey Young, I think now qualifies for a supermax. So Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns are eligible now to sign a four year, two hundred eleven million dollars supermax extension this offseason. Both players have two years left on their contract, and the extension will begin twenty twenty four. The projected extensions would be forty seven point one, fifty point eight, fifty four point six, and fifty eight point four million. Good lord, bro. <clears throat> Good. Take all Robert Sauber's money. Damn, there's 60 million a year. Woo, ain't the salary cap 125. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is not getting paid. <laughs> like, if, if Devin Booker getting the super backs, De- Ayton ain't getting paid by uh, Phoenix. I'll tell you that right now. <sighs> he said, max me or bust. Well, what about Carl Anthony Towns though? That's that would be an interesting one. I mean, they got new ownership. Like I would imagine, like if he wants to stay there, and then they'll resign him. And I'm sure they would keep Book over Aiden at this moment. Oh, anyway, I mean, definitely, it's just like a matter a matter of like how much they're getting paid. But like I think that Minnesota really doesn't have a choice. Like unless you think Anthony Edwards is by himself, <laughs> you know, like that level of superstar, I mean, where you can then trade. Towns, which I mean, maybe you can't. Maybe you can come to. I mean, they got a new GM. Maybe they do come to that realization. Um, but yeah, like it's Minnesota. Like, how are you gonna get somebody to replace what Towns gives you? Even if you think like he might be better sl- slated as the second option than the first. Hmm. Uh, Booker, same deal, kind of. Like Phoenix has the ability to attract free agents, <coughs> but again, like Chris Paul's prime. I mean, Chris Paul's last couple years like you don't want to fuck that up like you have a window now we'll see what happens with Aiden I imagine they at least get something back for him um, and try to continue this run so fair enough so yeah those are the all NBA teams like I haven't had time to really process like who got snubbed quote unquote like obviously Jimmy Butler as Camille mentioned I'm what I'm really trying to remember is like if anybody aside from Trey Young had like a contract that would be affected by this. And I feel like there is, but I can't remember it now. So check back with me next week. Can't <laughs> on you. Um, he was looking hard. <laughs> oh, I was looking at something else. It's like six days on that page. <laughs> no, I was, I, was I, was looking at my, I was looking at my voters. Um, <clears throat> where are we at? I'm laid out for you because I don't know how to say this nigga name. While Ken is thinking that through, I do want to say the the snub that Twitter is talking about is that Joel Embiid was not first team. Okay, <clears throat> that makes sense for people to. Yeah. 
I mean, you had him, that, Jokic, and Giannis. So. I mean, the, again, this is really the NBA's fault because of how they make you vote for all NBA teams. It should just be the five best players. Uh, you know, you just keep picking the well, actually the best 15. Regardless mm-hmm. of position, just pick the best 15. The five with the most votes are on the first team, so on and so forth. Like, trying to force them into the positions and then trying to get out of it by being like, oh, yeah, Jokic interview are forwards and centers when they're clearly just centers. Like, don't try to change what position, quote-unquote, they are to try to make ballots more flexible. Mm-hmm. Just make the ballots flexible. Like, this is the NBA's fault. Like, this is not on the voters because I applaud every voter who voted for it the way that they actually play the game based on the current rules the NBA has. Like, that's the rules that y'all have. Mm-hmm. That's how the votes should come in. And if MB is the biggest snub, then maybe this will be what's needed to finally change it to the best 15 players are recognized, regardless of position. Judge. But also, MB going to have something funny to say. Just oh, yeah. bro. <laughs> bro he, he, he got one in the chamber, right? Check his socials. Yeah, he ready to. Or he might cry. Like, he has been known to do that, too. I don't know what more I got to do, man. If I can't get MVP this year, I don't know. They just got a thing against me. No, bro. The two other cats had a hell of a year, too. That's literally what it came down to. <laughs> <laughs> literally what it came down to. Um, so, Nick Folds um, agreed to a contract with the Colts. He will be the backup to Matt Ryan. Um, James Bradbury, um, he agreed to a one-year, $10 million deal with the Giants. No, with the Eagles. Oh, with the Eagles. I'm sorry. Um, New Orleans sign Jarvis Landry, um, Javon Crowney, Javon. Crown. What I say, Javon? God, I don't know what you said. <laughs> 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 uh, Crowney, you signed a one-year, uh, one-year deal with the Browns. With the Browns. Oh, I did. Oh, they, they got Fuller. And then um, Baltimore ended up signing Kyle Fuller. Yeah, that happened today, I believe. Yeah, that's great. They, that nice, they got a nice cornerback room now with Fuller. Yeah, that was my dude. <laughs> God damn, Taker! <laughs> my man's over there look like the Undertaker. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's their life, boy. Bruh. Tired. Uh, uh, ain't much left. I was going to say, it's, it's a bunch of shit I don't want to talk about. Um, All right, what you want? What you want? What you talking about? I'll, I'll leave Mbappe for you. So. Oh, I was say, you don't want to talk about the, uh, them finally getting rid of Snyder, probably? That's the second topic. Oh, I guess I hadn't read it. Like, I thought it was talking about, like, them building the stadium. No. Um, all right, I'm finna Ron Burgundy at this because I didn't look at it at all. NFL owners are counting votes against Commander's owner uh, Daniel Snyder. One team owner told Jared Bell of USA Today that we are counting votes, uh, which implies that the owners were considering an ouster of Snyder's ownership, which will require 24 votes to force a sale of the organization. Among the accusations against Snyder and the organization in the latest investigation is that he had two separate accounting systems with the potential goal of keeping some of the team's earnings out of the NFL's revenue sharing system. Can't fuck with their money. I was going to say, they'll (laughs) let you get away with a whole bunch of shit. You can be racist. You can be embarrassing. You can be sexist. You can, you know, sex traffic. Um, But once you start withholding money from them, then they getting your ass the fuck up out of it. I mean, the minute... The minute he started start taking his money, mm-hmm. like that's, I think that's a congressional <laughs> investigation that's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, it is actually the SEC. He like he he has to deal directly with the FCC, the SEC, and whoever the Federal Trade Commission is. Yeah, mm-hmm. like no, he they on his ass. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> well, I, I'm like, Eric would love this. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> like, I saw Commanders, and I knew that they were in the news because they apparently are considering building a new stadium in Virginia. Like, they bought up the land for, I think, $200 million. It won't be dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I'm spending money. No, <laughs> like, it's our money, motherfucker. <laughs> like, what <are> you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> Where you get all those extra dollars from, Dan? <laughs> that's that's wild. That of all the years and all this time they've been doing, he's been doing all this crazy, like all of this shit, the, the mm. cheerleading scandal, the whole nine. I the said, man. literally, sex trafficking. Um, hey. Didn't matter, but don't yeah. take my pennies. Don't then, touch my pennies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can finish this out, too. That's All right. Killian Mbappe. That's how you say his name. Uh, he turned down an opportunity to join Real Madrid and instead opted to stay with PSG, signing a three-year, 600 million euro deal. Like, Good Lord, that's a lot of the money. The signing bonus is 300 million. Mm-hmm. The signing bonus. So, uh, 300 million euro. <laughs> signing bonus. Yeah, it's a 300 million euro signing bonus. Jesus Christ. And then... 100 million euro per year over three years. The minute your pen lead a paper, 300 mil. And I think he has some extra perks. Like he gets saying, like, who their coach yeah, who, who the coach is, the transfers, and shit like that. Like, boy. Like, well, they had to do that. Because once I'm, he left, I believe that, uh, oh, shoot. Oh boy, the uh, the Brazilian, he was gonna leave too. Neymar. Neymar. I feel like Neymar was gonna because Neymar went over there to play with him and Messi. Mm-hmm. Well, Messi went over there after the fact, but Neymar went over there to play with Mbappe. Wait, Messi like is PSG. Messi went over to PSG. Okay. Like I knew he was. What did somebody else that Messi was trying to go to, and then that got nicked, so then he went to Man, oh, City. Man City. Okay. Are you going to the game? No, 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 no. I'm trying my damnness, bro. I seen it. It's in Green Bay. I seen it. The minute I seen it, I was like, I gotta beat it. But the tickets weren't available when I seen it in the first place. I don't know if they're available now. They are. I saw, like, I think the cheapest ticket is 75. Oh, that ain't too bad. That ain't too bad. Bro, I gotta get a jersey. This could be the only time. Outside of going to damn England to see them, this probably would be the only time I really get a jersey. And it's in Green Bay. It's only a 90 minute drive. You, you got it. It's right go. there. It's around the corner. Yeah, you got to go, Tim. Yeah, I was going to say, that's your squad. Talk about GoFundMe's for Rick Flair. We need a GoFundMe <laughs> for Tim. Like, Tim got to be in the building. <laughs> the Milwaukee citizen. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mark said, I guess 600 million euro are 643, give or take, uh, million dollars. Okay, that's too much math. It's too many numbers. So much numbers. I'm looking like that. We appreciate you, though, Mark. Yeah, it, it is, it's a lot of money. Let's put it that way. That's just um, crazy. I think that's all we got for the topic discussion. I'm trying to go through. Yeah, yeah that's it. All right, so we got uh, two blows of the whistle. So we'll go to that now. All right, now that's enough out of you. You know what? Tease ass up. <laughs> Uh, I'll go first just because it's really quickly because uh, I got I'm, you're going to have to tag me in on this other one Vince okay. um, McMahon WWE Tim talked about it last week that Sasha and Naomi were unhappy and they left Raw um, and they had to do a whole bunch of shuffling because they were supposed to be in the main event and they were unhappy and they basically just quit on the spot mm-hmm. um, Why did Tucker so- says? <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot Well we'll get there Um Basically, the WWE is engaged in a smear campaign on those two women for the last week. Um, Gross. On it is like on top of what Corey Graves said during the broadcast on Monday. Like they came back, doubled down on it, on 
Friday Night Smackdown, Michael Cole was like, you know, like he they let the, the crowd down and they were unprofessional and blah blah blah. McAfee was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> like, Holy shit, wait, what's going on? What's going on? I ain't agree to this shit. <laughs> uh yeah, that happened. They stripped him of the tag team titles. Uh like they've leaked a ton of shit um to the dirt sheets in the ensuing week um since all this happened. Um and it's just been real it ain't it hasn't sat right with me um like people have poked holes in like a lot of the stories that wwe has leaked out just trying to make these women look bad um including the fact that apparently they didn't leave during the show they left prior to it even though wwe specifically said they left during the show causing us to flip-flop it yeah and I've, like again like i'm i haven't watched raw <clears throat> <laughs> it's been I a think I might have watched a little bit of the Raw after Mania, World's but Christ. other than that, like it's probably been like a year since I've watched an episode of Raw. World's um, yeah, it really is. I only uh, watched this for comedy, but apparently, turn it off. <laughs> but apparently, um, like there were things within the script of the show which happened that wouldn't have happened unless they already knew that Sasha and Naomi weren't going to be there. So, mm-hmm. like your line. You pulled a Tim. You gaslighted us. You, know, <laughs> you said one thing. We proved that it wasn't right. And you're like, no, 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 no. Look, look, look. This is what happened. They they, they left during the show. So, like, again, like, their credibility is shot. And, like, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon says, like, the worst thing that you can do is walk out on the show, like, during your show, essentially. Like, the, the fans paid to see you. So, like, you didn't show up. And there's no coming back from that. Which, as a promoter, I get. But at the same time, he is the same promoter that... Incidentally, with Sasha Banks at SummerSlam, knew she wasn't gonna be there. Continued to promote it until the day of, including when there was time to like walk out for the match. And it's like, oh no, just playing. Now it's Carmella. Oh no, wait, just playing. It's Becky Lynch. It's like, I get trying to be surprised, but like if people know, like if people were looking forward to seeing Sasha Banks at SummerSlam, you falsely promoted that. Yeah. So like, you can't come back now and be like, oh, this is the this is unforgivable. You can't just walk out because like. We care about the fans here. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't care. So, fuck Vince McMahon for a bunch of things, but specifically this time for the way that he's treating these black women, which, again, is not lost on me. Like, you going so hard. Yeah, exactly. About two of, what, three black women that you have on your roster? Like mm-hmm. The best women in the damn... Yeah. Damn near the industry. But, yeah. you know what? Damn near. Yeah. That's some wild shit. So, that's my blood whistle. Fuck them. Um, so another fucking goes to <laughs> um, Yankee fans. Um, for no, no Yankee. Oh, okay. um, Yankee fans for a number of reasons, but for this reason to, um, today, um, Tim Anderson he plays for the White Sox. I fuck with Tim Anderson. Um, so after Tim Anderson hit a three-one home. Go Sorry, ahead. hold on. This is a Tim-heavy episode. We got Tim in the comments. We got Tim in the studio. We hey. got Tim Conley. We got hey. Tim Anderson. Hey, <laughs> hey, fuck with us. Hey, it's man. a show full of Tims. <laughs> Fuck them all. Tim Apalooza. Well, um, Tim Apalooza. We good on that. Oh, see, so here you go. You'll like that. Um, but Tim Anderson <laughs> plays for the White Sox. Um, so after he hit a three run um, home run, um, the fans chanted and taunted him, um, saying Jackie Robertson. All right, the reason why is because on Saturday, um, Anderson, who is black, accused Yankees um, Josh Donaldson, who is white of uh, making racist remarks i'm calling him jackie robertson um so the um the manager of the red sox did um he actually came out and said that he felt like 
Donaldson's comments were um, racist. And because of that, the MLB actually suspended Donaldson for one game um, for being disrespectful and for having uh, making a comment for poor judgment. The reason why I'm getting Yankee friends, Yankee fans, um, the blow the whistle is because y'all know the reason why this man got suspended, and y'all know the reason. Like y'all know what happened. Y'all know y'all, what got, the, y'all know what the Jackie Robinson exactly taunt. Like you know what it's substituted for. So exactly. Like, so then just, all it's collectively y'all all together is just go chant the shit while this man just hit a three run home run. That's why he told him shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> he he, uh, he lucky. I would have came out. I would have been throwing some fingers. Y'all would have been dxing that motherfucker <laughs> to all of y'all. Fuck Yankee fans, man. Mm. That's just tasteless, bro. Like, come on. No, that was... Like, who does that? And then for the MLB to acknowledge it, and your manager to acknowledge, like, you out of pocket. Bro. Yeah, exactly. And then like, they bro. suspended you. Nobody should be defending this man because no. not only did his team manager recognize it, the entire fucking league recognized it and said, "You, sir, were uh, wrong." Exactly. And Tim Anderson said, "Like, I, I talked to him about it before. Like, this ain't the first time it happened. Yeah. I said that shit was racist, mm-hmm. and so he knew." And so, like, calling him that again was like, yeah, fuck you, nigger. Like, that's basically, basically like, that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. And Tim Anderson isn't the first one. It's other players that came out that said Donaldson has, been, has said stuff that was off the wall to them as well. That's some wild shit. So, fuck him. And Donaldson's been around for a while, too. Yeah, he has been. Mm-hmm. So shit. fuck him. Didn't he just get cashed out this offseason? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He's one of the better players in the league. But <laughs> damn. That's the f- that's mm-hmm. because he's one of the best players in the league. They let him say what he want. Chick Fil A of baseball players, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the racism. <laughs> you know and then because baseball is already considered a white man's sport anyway. Tim Anderson been breaking down those types. Exactly. Like he been yeah. having the swag and and they hate it. They hate the bat But they flips. can't do nothing. But this man is cold. He be cooking their ass. He be cooking. But they hate like all oh, he's being too. You know he a little. He I ain't gonna say he hood, mm-hmm. but he got like swag. He now bringing. He got, swag. he got swag in baseball. And they hate that shit. They really do. Like he dressed like a he you know like a rapper. Yeah, nigga dressed like a rapper like he amigos or something <laughs> like that. Like niggas hate they hate that. What's wild is uh, he could probably be like a. Like a Tim relative type shit. Like he could, I don't want to say he looked like me, but you know, we kind of, you know, we can, we can uh, fave a little bit. All right, here go Tim reaching again. <laughs> I ain't reaching. Go look, look him up. Nigga, like, look bro. him up. I looked that nigga earlier. That nigga. Anything. Gotta play with the n words right now. Um, all right, man. <laughs> given the conversation, um, Camille, I guess you have a blow the whistle. Yeah. Um. I'll blow the whistle. Um, I don't even know really who to pin it on. I am just frustrated uh, with the United States of America. Mm -hmm. At this point, I sent the clip over to the guy for them to play it uh, from Steve Kerr. But uh, first thing I saw, no, not yet. I'll let you know. First thing I saw when I got off the airplane from Denver was that there's been another mass shooting at another school. Mm-hmm. And what we know at this time is that a shooter killed at least 18, uh, at least 18, and another. No, it went up. Yeah, 18 total, 18 total at this point, because apparently the shooter killed his grandmother mm-hmm. before going to this elementary school and Jesus killing, Christ. at see at this moment, 14 students and a teacher. Uh, every time, well, first of all, the first time this happened should have been the last time. 
Yeah. When Sandy Hook happened, it, it, things should have changed. When Columbine happened, things should have changed. But it did not because at the end of the day in America, we are a capitalist country. And the only thing that matters is making a dollar. If it don't make dollars and it don't make sense in America, when it comes to gun laws, hey, more dollars coming in. So we ain't going to change gun laws. We got to make sure that people with the guns are good. We got to make sure they're good. At this point, I'm tired of it because it's the same cycle every time. Mm-hmm. A shooting occurs. Politicians say, "Oh, I'm sending my thoughts and my prayers, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm wishing for the best." And it's like there's no more wishing. You are in a position of power to make the change that you are saying that we need as a country, and you are not doing that. And I'm mm-hmm. fed up with it. I was very pleased to see. Well, I should say pleased to see because it's Steve Kerr head coach of the Warriors who we talked about in his press conference ahead of the game tonight he talked about it and he was fed up with it and I applaud Steve Kerr for using his platform to pay attention to this uh, because he like I'm just saying here you're fed up I'm happy he used his platform Steve Kerr was visibly emotional at times throughout this two and a half minute or so rant and I think that that needs to be played because although people who are in charge of this country, you know, they might not want to make the moves or anything. We as a people cannot lose that anger. We cannot lose that because once we lose the anger and this all becomes super normal to us, we're no better than them. Mm -hmm. And we can't do that. So I just wanted to play the clip from Steve Kerr to bring it back into sport in some way, some form uh, to end my blow to whistle. California, and now we have children murdered at school. Men, are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the excuse. Me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on HRA, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers because that's what it looks like it's what we do every week so i'm fed up i've had enough we're gonna play the game tonight but i want every person here every person listening to this to think about your own child or grandchild mother or father or sister brother how would you feel if this happened to you today we can't get numb to this we can't sit here and just read about it and go well it's a moment of silence yeah go dubs you know come on Mavs let's go that's what we're gonna do we're gonna go play a basketball game and, and 50 senators in Washington are gonna hold us hostage do you realize that 90% of Americans regardless of political party want background check, universal background check. 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators 
in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. Well said. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, we say that there's been so many just over the last couple of weeks it's time to make a change but if no country so at this point i'm going to use my life to call for us to try to do something appeal to your senators do whatever it is that you can do to make your voice heard in washington like it is like we can't just keep letting this happen over and over and over between kids at school kids at school come on man like from kids at school to our elders going grocery shopping like it's 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 just we got to be better and we got to hold these people who we voted into office uh we got to hold them accountable yeah agree um i think a you know a common refrain is like what, what are we gonna do like it you can't legislate out bad people it's like this shit only happens in america so like it's an american it's an american problem like i don't want to hear like there's nothing we can do about it like no there's other countries ain't perfect far from it (laughs) but they've at least figured out like how to stop this shit from happening so whatever you know like you have i don't know how many countries there are in the world but you have like 200 some odd other examples of like ways to legislate this shit out of existence and again like to steve kerr's point to camille's point like we have people in power that are actively working against that interest. So, um, yeah, just echo everything that she said. Yeah. So Kerr's dad was like an American. He's either a professor or like an American uh, diplomat. Um, I believe it was in Lebanon. But yeah, he was taking hostage and killed. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so like this this hits home for him, but it shouldn't have to hit like it shouldn't have to like remind you of a specific you know instance in your own life like for you to care about it like it's fucking it's murdered children it's murdered old people it's random you know like it's random violence like in a, a shopping uh, you know a shopping center like you would think after again after Sandy Hook something would have changed after like the Las Vegas shooting where like literally people at a concert having a good time somebody just you know randomly shooting out of a window in a hotel like that would change something like no no it's the same cycle like people are outraged thoughts and prayers people argue people forget and then the shit happens again like that it, it can't be the same shit every time That's Damn. Nice. Damn, we don't even have a top five to go to anymore <laughs> uh yeah, how are we gonna? This is this is five years for us. This is a this is a celebration. Like honestly, like it's kind of a good representation because like while we do have fun, while we do talk about sports, while we do talk about each other, like we also I feel like do a good job of using whatever platform we have, like to actually talk about shit that's important. True. Like things that you know like need to be improved in our society. And like I respect the hell out of everybody else at this <clears throat> table and on the phone. Uh, <laughs> For like for for doing that because like we don't have to like it, it could easily just be like well this is a sports is an escape like that's mm-hmm. what people always use and fuck mm-hmm. that like sports is a microcosm of america so 
like everything that we talk about in sports is like a larger issue within our society and in, in the world. So um, this isn't like a, an escape from anything. Like this is talking about life, like just through a sports lens. So that's fair. I don't want to say shout out to us, but shout out to us. Shout Fuck out it. to us. <laughs> shit. Yeah, absolutely. We can, Honestly, we can pick up some flowers. <laughs> yeah, but just not where it comes from. <laughs> that sounds great coming from you. You know, just, that's not expected, son. I appreciate it, dog. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like we said, <laughs> go ahead, Camille. No, I was just going to say, I think that, to your point, Eric, part of what makes our show stand out or makes our show special because you can turn on Tech File and you know you're going to get some hee hees or some ha ha's. There's going to be some laughs in the show for you. There's going to be at some point an interesting sport discussion that you might be able to take some information back to whoever you be arguing with at home and use what we said to help boost up your argument or continue you to think in a different way. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we continue to bring in life because like Eric said, sport is not like people use sport as an escape. Mm-hmm. And I can get why you would do that. But let's be real, intersectionality is real. None of us can come to the table to podcast and take off who we are. Mm-hmm. We come to this table, we're going to come to you as four black people, three black men, a black woman, and we're going to give you sport talk through our lens. That's all that we can do. So therefore, that's why you get the laughs, that's why you get the hee-hees and the ha ha because we know what black culture is about. You're also going to get that real talk, because that's what black culture is about. We're going to give you, all of us, 100%, Every way that we can. I mean, listen to me right now, fam. I sound like crap, <laughs> but I am still here. We gotta represent. This is a this is a platform. I don't care if five people listen to us all five years. That's five people who heard us <laughs> and was able to take what we said into their own lives. Like we all know, it's more than five people at this point. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the point. That's part of why I love this show. Like that's. That we have the opportunity to do that. And I think we do it in a way um, that's relatable, that people can can attach themselves to. Yeah. Church. I already said that. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Mark. He said, as a white man, I appreciate you widening my views. Uh, that's all we, see? That's uh, all we uh, do. That's all we to do, man. Uh. <laughs> Mark, you appreciate know, we, you, you know we rocks with you, brother. You know we fuck yeah, with you, dog. That's why I was always worried about you, dog. When you went missing, hey, <laughs> I sure was asking about you, brother. You know, like I conspiracy brother hat. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh shit! Throw the hood up. Throw the hood, hood on. This would be some shit. Mark was gone, right? Mm-hmm. A couple weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kane was heavy in the comments. Oh, okay. now Mark back. Kane, where you at? I'm gonna need y'all to be in the same place at the same where time. Kurt Franklin and Plies, they, bro. They <laughs> happened already. They've been in the same chat. They've been oh. in the same chat. Oh, they have. Oh, actually, oh, they I have. think they was talking to each other. <laughs> Wait, they, no, oh, that's going this at is it. burner account. Burner. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we just messing with you, Mark. Shout out, seriously. Shout out to um you, Triple T, yeah, Wayne Donovan here, Donovan, Donovan and Geo. I saw earlier. Snow. Everybody, man. Shells, for sure. Everybody, it's too many of y'all, man. To too, too to many name. name, but like we we, we do, we do y'all. appreciate y'all. Like y'all interact, y'all make the show better. Um, like you, 
you give us validation that we actually out there talking to people and not just you know speaking <laughs> into a void. So shout out to y'all for that. Yeah. Um, I said this earlier on my post. Um, thank you to everybody at this table in this room. Camille, you too, obviously. Um, like y'all made the last five years really enjoyable. Like I pre- like I look forward to doing this every week. Absolutely. Um, like y'all sharpened my speaking skills. You sharpened my mm-hmm. argumentative skills. <laughs> like you uh, you sharp you sharpened the way that I think about sports and like the way that I digest things. Um, shout out to everybody that's, that's that's listened to us from day one. Shout out to everybody that's listening to us for the first time now. Absolutely. Um, like yeah, man, five years. Like that's half a decade. Like we Boy. we've been doing this for a minute, and mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, again, like not to toot our own horn, but like we're so much better than when we started. Yeah, um, yeah. And like for real, for real. That's through trial and error. That's through mm-hmm. like just growth as humans, <laughs> um, yeah. growth as a group. Um, and I just look forward to seeing what we do with the next five years. Exactly. For sure. It only gets better from here. But with that being said, um, that's the end of the show. Time to go. It is time to go. It's eight oh five. We about to mm-hmm. uh, the game about to start in a little bit. So. Uh, we can get the fuck about here. Um, <laughs> Camille, you want to start us out? So I'm um, throw up the, the order again like I did last week. Yeah, I got y'all. No problem. Thank you to everybody uh, tuning in, listening, like Eric said. Uh, I do want to start my intro off or my, my outro off. i just saying how much I love all four of those men in that room right there. Uh, hey. Shout out to Dooch. Uh, for one, <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> no, honestly, if, if, if without without Greg and without Duke, I don't probably know Greg. Without Greg and Dream Sports, him inviting me onto his podcast and me meeting Duke, we wouldn't even be here mm-hmm. in this moment. Shout out to Greg, shout out to Duke for working with us, helping us become better at podcasting sure. and making sure that we sound good every week. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Ken. The very first person ever reached out to me and said we should do a podcast. I said, "Dog, what is that?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Listen to his and hers and get an idea of it." And I said, "Okay, cool." So shout out to Ken for being one of the first people I've heard say like, "Let's do a podcast," and brought him on. Shout out to Tim for also pushing that, saying, "You know, it'd be fun with that podcast." <laughs> 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 and then me being who I am, I'm like, "Oh well, my other friend." I said we should do a podcast. So like three of us should get together and do a podcast. And then shout out to Eric because you really are like the special sauce that goes on the field that makes it yeah. special. Like it takes it to a different level. Uh, so I just want to say shout out to all three of y'all. I'm so glad that when we had that chicken at Skybox, <laughs> <laughs> that chicken was fun too. And discussed this that uh, you know it's led to this being able to grow with each other in this way like we've we've been friends ken has now you know got two more brothers y'all got another brother with ken now uh, and it's, it's i mean like if you, if you think about the last five years of our lives and just how different we all are individually totally and the fact that we're all still here together doing this still cool still want to get with each other mm-hmm. this is not a podcast where we are only cool on the mic yeah we found uh, it for real and I think that, that that shows through what we talk about. But yeah, I just wanted to say I love the four of y'all so, so much. Appreciate it. Um, and I'm thankful for y'all. So if you want to follow me <clears throat> on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, uh, Instagram, and PSN, at Camille Monet, C A M I L, shoot, C A M I L L E. 
M-O-N-A-E because Your mom is fancy I hope I sound better for y'all next week And feel better Indeed. We all need to be together We ain't been together It's been a while It's, it's been, been like almost two months, two months yeah. Since we all been together yeah. Next week Fingers crossed Yeah uh, At your world champion Milwaukee Bucks Burner on Twitter That's all you get? Yep um, Everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram, um, kharris216 on Twitter and Snapchat. I ain't got nothing sappy to say and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all done got all the sap up out of us and shit. But I will reiterate, I do love every single one of y'all. And I'll be excited. Y'all know I'll be excited to see y'all and shit, bro. Like, it's your boy. T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ass Catchem, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. We appreciate y'all. I do have one last sports fact of the week to give y'all on the way out. LeBron James has more all-NBA selections after turning 30 years old, eight, than the following have in their entire careers. James Harden, Jason Kidd, Tracy McGrady, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, Scottie Pippen, Patrick Ewing, Julius Irving, Dominique Wilkins, and Carmelo Anthony. God dang. That's from age 30 to 38. That's more than they had in their entire careers. LeBron James. Shout out to LeBron James. LeBron James. And we out this bitch. The Kane. We out this bitch.